God Moth. It's the most deadly podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustachio podcast you. Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. What is up, everybody? This is your host, Daniel J. Segura. And today we're doing a little something different. I think I've done this maybe once before. Um, I'm, I've had life getting in the way, so I haven't had a chance to really work on a new episode. But I thought it would be kind of a good idea to dig into some of the archives of my guest spots. I do a lot of podcast guest spots, and one of my favorite shows to guest on is the Bloody Bits Horror Show which kind of started, I consider it like a, a true um, sister podcast to mine because we started around the same time, me and Eddie, the ex Jefferson <laughs> started around the same time, and I was actually on his second episode of his show, and maybe a lot of y'all have never heard this episode. It was The Howling, which is a movie that is near and dear to my heart. And it was released back in July of 2020. Remember that time? It was kind of like this time, but just a little shittier. (laughs) Not that much has changed. But it was a good time. And I honestly have looked back at this episode since I recorded it. And I don't really listen to a lot of my guest spots because, honestly, I'm sick of my fucking voice at this point. But I actually do go back because I think it was a really interesting podcast. I think it was an interesting episode. Eddie, <laughs> who I had known fairly well, but no way—I I know him way better now than I knew him then. And he had taken some kind of pretty damn good edible before we recorded that episode, and he was on a level of calmness and zen that I was not ready for. You know, I kind of bring in my type of energy, my type of vibe, and I kept wondering whether he was enjoying me being on the show or not because I could not read him because he was just so – his level of consciousness was like in this weird level, and I just didn't get it until later on. I think he had maybe mentioned it during the recording or prior to recording, but I just didn't. I didn't realize that's how it was having that much of an effect on him, <laughs> but it actually makes for a really co- a really good listen because you got me who's being me, and you got Eddie who's just being the calmest son of a bitch I've ever heard on any podcast. It's amazing, and we work our way through the Howling. It's a wonderful movie that I absolutely love. It's sort of a dark comedy slash horror movie um, that scared the shit out of my brother. John, which he's been on the show, uh, when he was a kid, I think he's he's uh, when he saw it as a kid, he was up for like a week having nightmares from the howling. And you, when you watch it, and when you watch it now as an adult, you don't get scared really. You kind of are, you kind of marvel at some of the practical effects, and you actually laugh a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of tongue in cheek shit throughout this movie, and we'll we'll dig into that um, when you start hearing this episode. 
But when you watch this as a kid, because eventually John wanted to scar me just like he got scarred. And I saw this movie at a very young age, and it scared the shit out of me as well. So I love this movie. I have it on Laserdisc, uh, and I do throw it on uh, every now and then, especially uh, I know Halloween has passed, but let's face it. It continues, you know, for those of y'all that like horror films, it never ends. So we are honoring werewolf, werewolf mustaches today because, hey, we don't know. There could be a mustache under all that fur. They're the furriest of the furs, you know, out there <laughs> in the horror movie, uh, in the horror movie universe. So why don't we recognize werewolves? You know, I, I, I feel like this is a stretch, but honestly, we've stretched more to honor mustaches so we're honoring werewolf mustaches uh for this episode and i hope you enjoy it this is the bloody bits horror show the second episode ever of that podcast and i think they have like 80 some odd episodes now and we're covering the howling have a good one bye listen to them Children of the night, what music they make. Good evening and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. And uh, joining me this week from the Mustachio Podcastio, we have Daniel Segura. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? It's going all right, man. So the uh, basic premise of the show is I, I floated out to my friends, uh, fellow podcasters, and, and a bunch of other people uh, What's what's something in the the genre of horror that you identify with, or was formative, or maybe it scared the shit out of you uh, when you were a kid that uh, you want to you want to come on and talk about? Maybe have a little discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty awesome concept, and I feel like a lot of my friends definitely have a history with horror, mm-hmm. and um, everyone kind of has that story of that time they saw that horror movie, and that's when they knew they were into that genre, you know. Yeah, so I floated this question out to you. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, when you actually, when you floated that question over to me, it immediately made me think of my older brother. So I'm I'm 35. I was definitely a 90s kid, and I I missed a lot of that really dope slasher gore, like mm. you know horror movies that came out in the 80s. And so I had to kind of play catch up. And luckily, my older brother was about. He, uh, he's like about 11 years older than me. He'll probably tell me if I'm wrong. And uh, and so he got to live this and big subscriber in Fangoria magazine and all that. He knows everything. And one of the movies he always talked about, and I remember, was The Howling. Like, absolutely loved The Howling, loved the special effects. Even though, you know, it came out the same year as uh, American Wolf in London, it still, it may not have had quite the level of effects but it was still really dope for the time and he just would talk about it all the time and eventually when i got to the right age where i wanted to see something like that i checked it out maybe like 11 and i loved it man wow. it was just and i haven't seen it in years so i'm glad you kind of prompted me with this yeah absolutely so it's 
it's interesting the the things that people select. So like, like I said, my my uh, I have a friend who picked uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Somebody picked Alien. Uh, another person who picked The Shining. Mm. The Howling isn't one I, I would have thought would have come up so so soon as a, a formative one. Like I, I I got the feeling back in the day that like American Werewolf in London was kind of the the uh, the triple A version of this. Yes. You know? Yeah, the very cleaned up one. Yeah. Yeah, but going back and watching <laughs> Howling and 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 you say you you watched it before when you were about eleven, right? Yes. But it's been but it's been a long time. So going back and, and watching it now, what percentage of a horror movie would you say this is? <laughs> like, if you had to divide this up between like horror and comedy, where would you put it? I would put it like at a solid seventy percent horror. Okay. I, yeah, I I think especially if you put yourself, especially when I put myself in the you know mindset of when I was young, and I think the target audience for the time as well were probably freaking out about this. And I think the tug and cheek, the tongue and cheek stuff about it also came through. And I kind of always liked that in horror movies growing up because it's not constantly berating you with fear. Like it's like oh, but don't forget, like hey, we're having a good time here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that about the alley. Yeah, and and I think that's something. I mean, they even pulled that one in in uh, American Werewolf. They kind of totally tugged at the humor strings, and, and I think a lot of the best horror actually does incorporate comedy because it makes the characters relatable in in some way. Whereas just just being played straight, you can't. Yeah, sometimes it gets a little. To me, the horror movies where you watch them and you're like, well, if that's on again, maybe I'll check it out. But you don't really seek to watch it again. Those tend to be the ones that at the end you just feel kind of. Blech inside. I think The Exorcist is probably one of those few that you want to go back to, but a lot of other ones where you just don't feel good about it. Yeah. It's yeah. tough, you know? But The Howling's one of those. And I actually, I ended up buying it. Um, it's kind of, that was also why I picked it was the timing was great. I had just bought it on Laserdisc, a special collector's edition. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it came with some uh, extra deleted scenes and some uh, little mini documentary on some of the special effects. But not not just the special effects, the, the ones that they showed in the movie. But uh, I think initially they were going to have a lot more claymation style special effects and the artists that they came in that they brought in to do it had done a bunch of stuff but they only, they only ended up using very little um and you see a little bit here and there in the movie yeah you see a touch of it so yeah he talks about it and you can almost see the kind of the 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 bitterness in his face because he you know he put a lot of time into that yeah but it was still great to watch it it's definitely a passion project yeah the movie the howling a 1981 horror film directed by joe dante of gremlins fame <laughs> this was kind of a contemporary of american werewolf in london it was a humorous adaptation of a kind of straightforward novel back in uh, 1977 by gary brondander perfect nailed the it heck of a name <laughs> <laughs> One and done. So it's, it stars D. Wallace as our hero, Karen White, Patrick McNee as the doctor dude, George, yeah, Dennis Dugan as Chris, Christopher Stone as Bill, and Belinda Balski as Terry. Yeah, I was actually going to do this movie on the Mustachial Podcast show because Christopher Stone's mustache. Oh my God, Bill, <laughs> that mustache is phenomenal. Solid. It's, yeah, you wish he stayed on the right side, but but we'll get to that. <laughs> I love how I love your voice. Like I love how calm it is. Like I don't know if any of your listeners are going to go listen to my podcast, but I start off my podcast like I have the cocaine red. So I'm really <laughs> loving this. Hey, if if it's relaxing, that's good. Let let me soothe you into a nice, comfortable place, like a weighted <laughs> blanket, right? <laughs> 
Nice, I love it. As we fade into the howling, where we start with some bad like TV show, uh, uh, where there's this dude who's weighing in on the pros and the cons of the thinking man and the animal. Yeah, he's kind of like the uh, Hannibal Lecter of this movie uh, in a way, because he's just very manipulative and he comes across very, very well. He is pretty intelligent, and so uh, uh, he often kind of made me think about it. I don't know why, but I always kept wanting to think of him as Doctor Animal. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Hannibal, like, you know, the, the, we're denying our human nature, and, and that's that's bad. But we also be, uh, need to be enlightened, and, like, I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. worried about the guy. It's weird, his subject matter, you know? He's, like, uh, talking about animal magnetism and the, the natural man as if we've lost something valuable and blah, 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 not to deny the beast. <laughs> it's like, well, he's really trying to, like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say subliminally because he's, like, really just throwing it out there, like, accept us. <laughs> yeah, he's proselytizing. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of foreshadowing on what the, the concept of the film is, uh, tied in with a little kind of, hey, you know, maybe... Uh, you go back and watch it again, you realize, oh, he's indoctrinating to their cause. Yeah, totally. So now we, we focus in on our hero, Karen. She's been getting assaulted over the phone, basically, by uh, uh, this dude. What's this guy's name? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie's are very commonly misrepresented in film. We've had Eddie in the cruisers. That was okay. That was all right. Oh, God. Uh, and I guess Edward Scissorhands. Uh, he's kind of in the middle, you know. Yeah, he's got his foot in, in, in the good and a foot yeah. in the bad. Yeah, so the bad guy in this, his name is Eddie. Of course he is. Uh, real perv. Real pervert, that Eddie. <laughs> God damn. And uh, he's been harassing Karen. We uh, go back to the set. We, we look in and, and there's some dead lady laying on the ground that they're they're you know looking at it in one of the monitors and the, and uh, the this guy looks over he's like hey uh, bill you didn't tell me you know, there was a dead person there <laughs> like well well uh, karen karen didn't want to warn you know didn't want to worry you <laughs> wait is this the part like which part was a dead i don't remember a dead person is there a dead person or which part in the beginning when uh because I know she goes uh, to that telephone booth. That's when she gets that call from Eddie, and he seems very horny <laughs> and creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where was the dead body? You mean when the when when he confronts her in the porno room, in the porno uh, shop? No, 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 no. Before before all of that, there's there's oh. a scene. Yeah, no. Before, but come on, we're going for the beats here. <laughs> so before all of that, there's, there's a scene where we're in the studio and they're looking at the monitors and it, it's establishing that this guy is a serial killer. Oh, okay. We're still yeah. we're in the monitors. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm we're sorry. in the monitors. Okay. Let me take a sip of whiskey. I'll, I'll catch up. No problem. <laughs> so that's what you're talking about. Okay. So the monitors. I love all the casting for the news people too, by the way. Like I love how real they seem. I, I obviously I wasn't there back then how like a news director would be, but that guy just seems like the perfect news director from that time period. I loved it. Yeah. And then they all look like they would be they would be news anchors. Totally. So after we've you know, we go in there, we see the monitors, there's our ladies laying there dead, and then uh Bill is commenting, Well, why didn't you, you know, tell me when she was out there she filmed like a dead person. Karen's been keeping things from Bill mm. a little bit. 
Already we're starting to see that untwine a little. And So I, I also have the note here, uh, when she's going down the alley to go out to, to answer the phone, some dude like blocks her off in it. And he's like, hey, how much for a half and half? Oh, that's right. In the... <laughs> What what does that mean? I don't know. Well, maybe it was really hard to find half and half cream back then. Could be. Could be. Maybe maybe he was trying to make a white Russian. He's like, fuck, I got the Kahlua. I got the vodka. What's How much of a half and half? He's like, I'm so close. I'm just going to ask whoever comes around. Yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, you're that reporter or you're that lady from the TV. And she runs off like you would. Yeah. And also, like, I like how that disarms him a little, like, because he was, like, trying to be scary. But he's like, oh, wait a minute. You're cool. You're a celebrity. Oh, I'm not going to mess yeah. with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're, you're fine. You're fine. So she, she runs out. And uh, it turns out that she's working undercover because she's wearing a wire. And the cops are, are trying to talk to her on the phone about, hey, you know, as soon as the guy makes contact, I'm going to, I'll radio you. And they're like, we can barely hear her. Oh, I guess it's the neon interfering with it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, all the neon lights everywhere apparently are messing up the signal. Yeah. Which makes this whole shit. You would think they would test this out. <laughs> You know, like, no, let's just throw this reporter out there and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, because she's not like a public figure that if she goes missing, it, there's going to be a big stink about it. <laughs> it might even end up on the news. Who knows? No shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, the cops are rolling around. And they're like, yeah, look at them. Look all around the city. All the floatsome and jetsome. <laughs> there's too many people here. It's a, like it's a, they're, they're complaining of they're already the police. God bless them are are getting into this weird population control shit. Yeah, yeah. You, you, it, I feel like cops. That is such like a written out type thing because I, I don't think cops even think about any of that shit. Like I just don't see them like looking around and getting all philosophical or thinking about like oh look at all this this filth and trash. And, mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> It's the economics of this place is what it is. It's like, I just don't see that, but it's it's a, it's an interesting moment. No, I think with the flotsam, jetsam, and calling them like garbage or trash or filth, I think it's like, yeah, we all know cops are racist. Yeah. And there are certain words that we could put here. <laughs> but let's yeah. just be a little PC about it. You just say, yeah. oh, filth. Yeah, let's make up some Flanders words and uh, we'll mix put that in the mix instead. Yeah. So now we cut to the uh, uh, news anchor dude, and he's reciting the news in a mirror like an asshole would. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. He's uh, so good, too, because I love that um, he's making that voice of, you know, the yeah. news anchor. But then when uh, when Bill comes in, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> oh, hey, dog, how y'all been? Yep. Yeah, he like can really flip the switch for that. Back to the news, yeah. That's such a great way to show uh, that someone's kind of uh, – you know a prick or you know just a douche like yeah. just have them do that it's just a quick easy smart way to do that i love that yeah that's how i knew i didn't like um jim carrey in the truman show was at the beginning when he was talking in the mirror and... <laughs> <laughs> kidding oh god so now there, there's someone uh karen's over at the phone booth she's taking the, the phone call and she notices there's a smiley face sticker mm -hmm. on the phone booth and she's like oh this is it. Makes the phone call. Let, let's the cops know it's go time. We're we're here. Picks up the phone and that's Eddie on the phone. He's like, "What's up, girl? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you look good tonight." I think he asked her like if she's wearing what he asked her to wear because yeah. he told her to wear like a specific thing. Yeah, that's right. He asked her what her outfit was. Or, or... No, it was a, a flower. 
Yeah, yeah. So she wore like a, a what are flowers? I don't remember. Yeah, it was like some random pattern that she had to wear, and she's like, "Yes, yes, I have that, and have that." And I guess they're trying to track where she might be at. Is that the whole purpose of them? That what the neon lights is messing up? <laughs> the fact that they can't track her. Or they yeah. can't hear her. That must yeah. be the, yeah. So they don't even know like what's going on right now because I think they lose her at this point. Yeah. So now they're trying to they're trying to follow her, and she's like, "You need to go to the porno theater." Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Travis Bickle move, buddy. I mean, it's just, it is. The two of you don't know each other that well. So she goes into this porno shop. Uh, she goes back to where there's a booth. The actress actually like she was very uncomfortable when they were filming this scene personally. And you, you can see it. Totally. You can. And, and just the, I love actually how they captured this whole first part of the movie because everything is like neon, like they said, like neon lights. And in the whole porno place, it's just this red light. And it just, oh man, you can almost like smell like the balls in there. Oof, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh God. It just, the whole place just smells like Astro Glide and, and, and failure. Tears. And sorrow and, and Republican votes. I like the shop owner too. Like yeah. he was, he was already like really suspicious. He was like, "What the? F- yeah. Who's this girl that looks like a librarian coming through?" Yeah, you get lost, sweetheart. What are you doing here? Yep, exactly. So she goes back. She gets in the little booth thing and she uh, puts a, a quarter in, and then she starts watching some porn. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a very specific type of porn that maybe yeah. some of y'all have searched for. I hope not, but no, no, none of my fans. It's called fetishes, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, we're not here to yuck your yum. <laughs> but uh, in this this particular yum, I'm not into. It's yeah. uh, the woman appears to be. Uh, less than willing of a participant in this. Yes, tied up, being closed, being torn yeah. off, uh, multiple guys in the in the room. So it's already giving you this like, oh, this this feeling of dread, and you know something horrible is about to happen, and that's when we uh, we hear good old Eddie's voice coming through. Yeah, he's like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, y'all, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You listen to me on the Bloody Bits Horror Show. <laughs> he gets into this weird conversation. He's like, don't don't turn around, you know? Yep. And watch, keep watching the weird rape porn that's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's getting a kick out of this. Yeah. And we get a, a really not good conversation about how he can make her feel good and light up her body. Yeah, yeah, he's a good... It, you know, and that's a, that's a... I feel like in the right tone, that might actually work in the real world, you know? Like, hey, baby... I want to light up your whole body. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. Like Matthew McConaughey has used that line. Keep watching the video while we talk about this and don't turn <laughs> around. Well, not that whole part. Just just that line. <laughs> the, right, yeah, so take out the rest of that. But yeah. So you're, so. you're saying Eddie has a chance. Yeah, in the right circumstances, <laughs> Eddie could have had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not this time. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance here because the the uh, she turns around. And uh, holy smokes, it's like a monster almost that's back there. Yeah, he's looking real. I, I love this guy that I'm not sure the actor's name, but I love this guy that, that plays Eddie. He just already has this kind of oof, like just gross demeanor about him. Yeah, the, it's uh, what's his name? Is Robert Picardo? It looks like played Eddie. Robert Picardo. We'll, we'll give we'll give uh, Robert Picardo a shout out. Shouts out, Picardo. Shouts out. Daniel says you you had some pretty good game mm-hmm. in this movie. He's into it. Sending you a bottle of Bacardi, Picardo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. 
So, uh, but it's not fine for Eddie because then uh, the goddamned cops bust in. Uh-huh. And they, uh, boy, they just shoot the fuck out of him. Oh, man, I thought we were in Texas or something. Like, I mean, those guys came. I think they refer to this cop as Quick Draw McGraw at some point. He just comes in. These guns are blazing, man. <laughs> And it doesn't work out well for Eddie, it turns out. No. She leaves. She just, like, runs out. And, uh, yeah, they shoot the wolf down. And then she's all, like, crying in the corner because she almost got raped. And then she watched a wolf man get shot. Yeah, very severe, tragic craziness happening for this woman like and i feel like just the setting that it takes place in all the ruckus going on it mm-hmm. just adds to that whole experience like she looked complete she actually did a really good job like this uh karen isn't the most um who oh, what can i say not the most energetic actress but you know what she plays lost and confused very well yeah yeah and and uh that that's good because they they keep writing her that way yeah <laughs> You know, yeah, work perfect. with what you got. Yeah, it's perfect for the movie. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Oh, and I love it because so then they take her out and then the cops are doing their thing and they're questioning the, the store shop owner. He's like, yeah, this broad came in here. She emptied the place out. <laughs> He's and pissed you, at her. He's so pissed off. <laughs> like, look, I almost usually a night like tonight, I would have sold like uh, $80 worth of porno. <laughs> And I just lost out on on all of that. They're like, you know that there's a a dead big wolf thing in the back. (laughs) And if you care about the sales here, because you're the owner, obviously. We also shot the shit out of the the booths. (laughs) My bad. I know. He was probably like, I didn't think I'd be using a mop for blood. I thought I'd be using a mop for something else. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Hey. (laughs) Hey. But no, he's worried about the maybe $80 in sales. Like, what the... (laughs) <laughs> I guess if you worry about the pennies, the dollars take care of themselves. Yep. And Karen, poor Karen, she's like incredible shock. And there's like yeah. freaking 30 people staring at her in the middle of the street. Oh. And we do the weird like swirl out from that maybe. Yeah. And then she's now she's on, on the couch. And she's having a nightmare where she relives all the, the stuff that's going on. Yeah. It's a beautiful couch, by the way. Very nice. Then we go inside of like a big green building with apartments behind it. And we zoom in on an apartment. And... uh there's a bunch of drawings of women all over. Mm-hmm. And then there's these like newspaper clips. Yeah. Classic serial killer room. Probably smells like shit. It looked like my room. <laughs> Probably smells like shit in there. So they aptly named the character for sure. Well, <laughs> I mean, even, you know, a broken watch is right twice a day. They, they got this part right. The whole like killing women. Nah, nah. Yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah. You yeah. would have had to have some weird stuff happen to you. But yeah. instead, you just, you know, you have a kind of a weird room yeah. with newspaper Just all clippings. the drawings of women and newspaper clips. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of you having drawings of women on your walls is... Well, I'm uh... a bad artist, so it would be like stick figures with boobs. <laughs> and then like an arrow pointing to, to the newspaper clipping. You just have like, a, you have like a drawing of Patty Mayonnaise from Doug. <laughs> yeah. Just over and over. <laughs> Figured out how to make one character. Oh, I love that. No, no. So then, then and a a dog jumps up and scares everybody. Oh yeah, because this is the when we're introduced to John Carradine and I forget the girl reporter. I think Terry. Yeah, Terry. 
and I think John Carradine plays Chris, yeah. and uh, he has this dope brown leather. This is the coolest John Carradine's ever going to be in this movie. He's got a dope-ass car, mm-hmm. dope-ass jacket. He's pretty much kind of the sidekick hero you know, at some point, but he's awesome in this movie, man. I actually really liked him. Yeah, it was a really good performance. Um, I mean, they, and they kind of lean on him for any sort of emotions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he kind of brings it in that sense. Yeah. No one, no one else is really bringing that kind of power. Everyone else is kind of confused most of the movie. Yes, they're like yeah. in a daze. So the, yeah, the dog scaring them. They see all yeah. this crazy art, and they take it, and then they go to the professor, and he's like, "Yeah, that's art that's from like the different side of the brain." Yeah, he starts going all Hannibal on them. Yeah, playing word tricks and shit, man. Mm-hmm. Can I cuss on this podcast? Mm. Yeah, you can say whatever. Okay, Wiener. Wait, that's not a cuss word. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a cusp. <laughs> Either way. You really let it rip. Okay? Yeah, I really did. You gave me the you gave me the green light and I said wiener. Yeah. I mean if I was gonna cuss, I'd say something like <laughs> you know. And... Oh my god, I'm aghast. Yeah. That's we we'll put that on the Patreon from that one. That one. <laughs> That's the, I'm not ready to get canceled unless I get paid. I like it. Good idea, man. So, yeah, we got Hannibal Lecter doing his thing. Uh, the Doc, as they call him a lot of times. And um, th- I think this is when they find out his full name is Eddie Quist because he actually signed his his artwork. Yep. He's like, oh, only a crazy artist signs their artwork. Oh, but that's also a clue. That's his name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're trying to be a stalker murderer guy. Like, maybe don't sign your <laughs> sign <laughs> your work. That's a bad move. <laughs> I feel like if, you, if in your business you're like crooked and you're like doing tax evasion stuff. I feel like if you have like a folder that just says like our fake taxes and then right next to it one that says our real taxes. Exactly. And then you're like, <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> And, uh, don't, don't sign it. From here, we I think we get into the bedroom, right? Oh yeah. Now, now we feel like making love. Yeah, yeah. Well, one one person does. Well, we're halfway there, so I guess this is a half and half. It's when half of the people involved are into it. Yes, this is the half and half. Yeah, you want a half and half where I play coy and you are into me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're we're in the bedroom with with Karen, who's obviously suffering severely from like. PTSD and she's with her husband who um you know he he wants to get her pregnant you know and she yeah. <laughs> she's not in the mood yeah, she's like no nah, I'm not I guess I, it's the assault is probably why I'm not ready exactly because I was assaulted like yesterday uh, I guess I don't know yeah not really in the mood um but uh you know you gotta do but what you gotta do sometimes you just have problems with like failure to perform yeah yeah so uh and she goes out to do the news again which is her job. It's just failure to perform here. Yeah, she probably should have stayed home maybe another week. And I actually like it because so she can't do it because she sees the light from the camera, which kind of is the same kind of feeling she get she got when she saw Eddie in the light and he was being creepy. So she starts mm-hmm. having basically a you know PTSD. PTSD, yeah. And it's it kind of made me laugh because it, you see this whole th- the episode happening, which makes you feel really bad. And then the news director just goes, I don't know, maybe she's pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my god. Maybe she's on her period when she's <laughs> pregnant. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you can do both. I think it's one or the other. Someone get her a lady diaper. I don't know anything about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. oh god. 
So then, then uh, they send her to that doctor. Oh yeah, the creepy doctor. No reason. She that that's the one. Yeah, I guess because he has the. Re- I didn't know if he was like a regular on their show, and so he's like their Doctor Phil. Yeah, and they just have the connection. I guess they were trying to do it like that. Like, yeah, you know, we yeah. know this this doc. You know, you wanted to go to him. He'll he even though when he comes on our show, all he talks about are like humans needing to be more open to their inner beastness. But yeah, go talk to this guy. <laughs> I would say if anything, he would. Support Eddie because of his inner beastness, <laughs> and that's not right. No. So, no, it's not. So I don't understand. Yeah. So they she starts talking about dreams, and shit. she's like, "Yeah, that's cool." Um, hey, I know that there's this hippie commune that you should go out to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? Hold on, this is 1981. It's not 62. Exactly. What kind of fucking crazy treatment is this? All right, I'll do it. This is how you get into Scientology. They just, they, yeah, <laughs> they find you in a low point. They're like, hey, I know this place. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's telling her that this is going to be a, a great way to tackle the amnesia thing. So, uh, and I guess Bill decides he's going to go with her. I guess she didn't want to go alone because, uh, yeah. then from there, they, they head over there, I believe. Yeah. Hey, Bill, you're, you're probably a little fucked up too. You should just come <laughs> along. <laughs> Maybe you can get a little for free, you know? <laughs> God. Yeah, you think a little freebie therapy session. Yeah, totally. Just a little rub off on them, I guess. <laughs> so they start driving out to this, what they eventually call the colony. Yeah, that, that's almost worse than commune. Yeah, colony is even more cult-like. The only thing that's worse than that is a compound. Oh, yeah, compound. That's, you fucked up. Compound means there's definitely some kind of basement with weapons. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah, commune, you have like uh, organic food. A a compound, you have a contingency plan. Yes. (laughs) Totally. Like in a compound, you definitely have one of those like tall, I don't even know what you call them, but they're those tall bird view um, little buildings. Oh, yeah, like an eagle's nest. An eagle's nest. You could see down and take anyone out who's coming in or leaving. (laughs) So they, they go to the colony and there's like a huge, like they got folk band playing on one corner they got a fire they got food they got beer it's it honestly seems kind of fun yeah, it seems like a nice place i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna hang out somewhere in this movie <laughs> i would have been having a good time this seems like the best place so far yeah so far you know, the porno theater wasn't really cool <laughs> so yeah the movie's been pretty cold and frigid so far so this is the first time we get a little bit of you know a little bit of fun and dance yeah a little little side to side action that's yeah. cool yeah wakes you up i know at some point uh, i love the fact that she runs into this lady i i forget this lady's but it's, she's basically becomes her little pal there at the at the colony yeah and the lady tells her something like you're our second favorite uh anchor on the station and i think <laughs> yeah. they say that there's another asian woman but they don't say asian that's their favorite on the station <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, of oh course. I did not catch that one. That yeah, day. she says something like, she's like, yeah, the, uh, she's like, you're our second favorite. And yeah, our, and she's looking at, I guess, at her husband and she's like, yeah, our favorite is that Oriental woman. Jesus like, oh. Christ. <laughs> like, of course. Hold on but a they second. Just I throw that out there back then, man. Okay. It was a different time. There we go. Oh yeah. Throw that over my, what okay, I say. No, 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 no. It's okay. You were <laughs> quoting someone. So yeah, okay. I was. That's the rule. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, they're at a meeting now, and there's like this old guy who's talking about how he wants to die. Yeah, he starts getting, he's at the end of his rope. He's hes tired of the same way of living, and you know, he, he's just, uh, you know, he, he's, he hasn't done anything yet, but you're kind of getting this feeling like this, this old man is, 
He's mm. on edge. Yeah, but then you you got to see that, and you got to be like, well, shit. I mean, my my problems aren't that bad. <laughs> so, so man, I think maybe he's a plant or the therapist. You know, you just have somebody in there that can just one up everybody, and they're like, damn, I guess it's not that bad. That's genius. That's like the equivalent of going to prison and punching someone in the face immediately. You know, just like yeah. set the mood for everybody. That's always my favorite thing when they're like, if you ever go to prison, what you do is you beat up the biggest guy the first day. Yeah. And it's like, if you could just beat up the biggest guy, why are you worried? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the guy that can go and beat up the biggest guy in prison on his first day is the guy that probably didn't have to worry much about going to prison. He was going to be yeah, fine. Exactly. It's the, the guy that tries to beat up the biggest guy on the first day and fails. You're kind of screwed the rest of your time there. So it's quite the gamble, actually. Yeah, you're really rolling the dice here. <laughs> totally rolling it. I like this part, by the way, like when they're at this little fire uh, festival. Yeah. When... Uh, um, Bill, I think Bill goes to get some grub, and um, this is when we're introduced to Marsha. Oh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, she's she looks kind of like uh, she's cosplaying as like a Mortal Kombat character, Sindel or something. Yeah, she does have a Sindel vibe. <laughs> she totally does. And he's like, she says something like, yeah, I'm looking for, what is it? He's like saying he's looking for his wife, and she's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Like, wait a minute we're here don't don't you see the old guy that wants to die like we have hot dogs she just immediately hits on him so hard like she's so horny <laughs> she's a, a wolf you know she, she's what a naughty lady know? she is she's a goddamn nymphomaniac i bet so, <laughs> so yeah bill resists her 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 feminine wiles for the night. So so then they they go back. And they're like, all right, we're gonna go back to bed and we're gonna snuggle up and we're gonna think about the old man for a while and have a nightmare. <laughs> Again, yeah, more nightmares. But she wakes up and it's okay because the windows are open and she hears a bunch of uh, wolves howling up. I actually really thought they did a good job on the sound for the the howls and all that shit. I thought they did a pretty good job of all that. It is kind of unnerving. Yeah, the sound design in this is, is really good. It's very atmospheric. Yeah, I like it. I, it. It reminds me, it kind of were borrowing from like coyotes. Like I lived in Texas forever and not that I lived, I lived in the city, but um, I did have a house for a little bit that was kind of outside the city and there were these, there was still just nothing but green space behind my house for a while. And this one night I'm out there having a drink and I hear this one coyote. And then all of a sudden I feel like I hear 30 coyotes all do their little Gee. thing that they do. It was crazy, but you couldn't see any of them. It was just, I went inside. I was like, holy crap. I've never heard anything like that in my life. And so I, I thought they kind of captured that same feeling I had when I heard that in real life. And it's kind of funny because I think Bill says something like, ah, don't worry about it. You're nuts. And also you're from LA and there's no animals in LA. He's so. like, it's just the wind. Don't worry about yeah. it. There's a lot of wind chimes around what? here. What the wind? What are you talking about? It's a nice misty night out. And uh, I guess he decides he's going to get up and sneak out and mm -hmm. uh, fire up the old fireplace. She sneaks out. She's going for, for a look around outside, but she can't see anything. Yeah, it's definitely one of those feelings of when you, you know, you go outside and, well, I, not, not that I've experienced this. <laughs> It's a common trope in, in movies where they go outside and they, you, they know somebody's watching them, but they can't see them. And she just she's kind of I'm not sure if she hears something or something, but something kind of triggers and she just goes runs back inside right away. And I think they do they show somebody yeah. in the no, woods. They do. There's like a caveman. One of the Geico cavemans is hiding <laughs> in a bush over there. Well, at least that's what he looks like. But. 
Do you know how much you can save? Uh. <laughs> this whole time, the this would be funny if this whole time the colony is just to sell her a timeshare. <laughs> like, yeah. well could fucking be. <laughs> really good. Yes, we're werewolves, but we really want you to buy a timeshare. Hold on, this cabin with all the bones and everything in it, like, you could have this, like, three weeks out of the year. <laughs> And it's just kept up. It looks just like this. The boiling pot, all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's very authentic. Come on. You're into this. Oh, it's going to be so funny. Such a weird concept time upstairs. <laughs> no. I know. Don't even get me into those. I've had some n- nightmare situations with timeshares. Hey. It's the worst. So now we're off to play some tennis, though. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. This is when we meet the the cop that kind of looks like uh, Rex Ryan, but a cowboy from uh, the old coach from the Jets. Yeah, I just called him Sheriff. <laughs> so okay. Sheriff comes walking up, and he's like, hey, uh, are you, you guys doing okay? We got a call about some coyotes. And then they're like, nah, we're cool. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he disarms the whole thing really quick. He's like, oh, yeah. And he try to get around here. And, you know, there's a lot of animals out here making excuses. It's a good thing she didn't see the caveman because then this movie would have went a completely different way. So, so we're going to go to the coroner's office, I guess, and over to the morgue. Oh, yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, the mortician. Yeah, I like the mortician. He's doing like some one-liners and shit. I'm like, is this yeah. guy a stand-up comedian at night? Like, yeah, it pays the bills. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very, very blasé, uh, very like Al Bundy if he were a mortician. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so so they're, they're talking about a tattoo. They're like, uh, it's gross. How can you do this job for a living? And he's like, you know, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't bother me. He reaches in and he gets a piece of a burger that's next to a brain that's just cut in half. Yeah. You got to love that. It's like, do you do that on purpose just to like mess with people when they come in around? Because you don't have to. Yeah, it's a, it's a rubber burger. <laughs> it's a rubber burger. It's not yeah. real. I do this for fun. You're the first person to ask. His friend's Tom Savini and he just uh, makes little props for him to freak people out when they go to the morgue and shit. That, or maybe it's like he's a vegan and he's like doing one of those weird PETA ads where it's a juxtaposition of the... Yeah, totally. Like, you know what? This half of a brain is just as much murder as that half of a fucking burger. Super early to the party for the 80s, but hey, maybe he uh, he was ahead of the curve. Hey, and that makes sense because one of the characters we'll find out is a vegetarian. Oh, that's right. We will find that out. Maybe a little influence. <laughs> About not factory farming in this movie. I like it because uh, they they want to go see Eddie's body, and he's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Oh, normally the I think he says something like, oh, normally the TV, uh, no, not TV, the print reporters like to see the the dead bodies, but it's the first time for TV reporters." And he he knocks on Eddie's like the where he's in. He's like, uh, "Visitors, Eddie." Yeah. <laughs> I like it. He's got, he's got a sense of humor. Totally, man. Yeah. But so Eddie's he, not in there. No, he rolls that out, and uh, he's like, oh, wait a minute. Where is he? <laughs> like, well, I don't fucking know. Isn't it your job? <laughs> we're not We're not pretending to be morticians here. And he looks at the back of the uh, of the, the door, and it, it's clawed to shit. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he found his way out of that thing no problem, it looks like. He just destroyed it with his crazy werewolf feet. Yeah, and then he closed it back up when he was done. Yeah, you know, you want to. <laughs> also, like, it was kind of interesting. Like, wouldn't they have seen dents and shit from the outside of it if it was hitting the inside? But maybe he was just too busy wanting to do his joke. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's like, hold on a second. I'm practicing. I, I got a tight five I'm working on right here. Can I can I throw a couple of jokes on you? You tell me if you think this is. And then the wolf is like, no, I'll, I'll clean up. Don't worry. I'll clean up after this. I'll get out of here. Just don't fucking talk to me. So uh, so yeah, things are getting weird over there with the with the reporters. They're kind of they're kind of figuring out that something is a muck. Yeah, they're 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 digging around there. We go back to Karen. Yeah, she's with Donna. That's that's the name of the yeah. the the friend Donna. She's she's one of the patients there at the colony. Yep, Donna. She gets it. She wants to get the fuck out of the movie. And then <laughs> and then they get scared by like a dead cow on the ground. Yeah, because they were like hanging out. First of all, it's really weird because they're just hanging out in the dark at the woods. Yeah. Like I don't know about y'all, but whenever I'm ever the times when I would go hiking or walking around the woods, usually once the sun started going down, I'd be like, hey, we might want to go and head our way out here unless you're planning on setting up camp and no they're just out there in the dark and they hear a kind of a cow making a sound and yeah. donna says like yeah there's cows around here like there's definitely like a pasture and then all of a sudden you hear a, a, another sound and it sounds like a cow got just messed the hell up and that's when they start walking they're like let's get out of here and boom dead cow body so uh things are looking kind of rough and karen starts freaking out immediately but the flashlight's messing up and so she's starting to it's like if you have ptsd issues maybe don't be putting yourself in situations where your flashlight's going to go out and it's incredibly dark and creepy yeah maybe stay in <laughs> when, when it's dark read a book karen <laughs> yeah it's this is 1981 it's not like you have the internet or something like exactly our brains are, were still stupid back then so we would read books and like an idiot back when wikipedia was in book form so mm -hmm. dumb Duh. <laughs> and uh, so now now the guys are hunting it's funny because like bill's gonna try to shoot like a rabbit but then they're hearing this noise and the old man's all like uh, yeah i think it's a ufo that that's been mutilating the cows <laughs> Yeah, and I love this old man. He's got that super dope old man voice. That's a UFO. It's like it's just so good. I can't do it, great. but I love it. Fucking old man. Uh, he's so good in this movie. He has one of the best lines to me. Which when we get there, I'll I'll mention it. <laughs> then, yeah, Karen's back in group therapy. You know, telling him about hey, here's the thing. Remember earlier in the movie. When I was in the porno theater, this is the thing. <laughs> and I will say that uh, they cut this off quick. They, they cut this pretty short because yeah. there's like two deleted scenes that go way longer into this whole mm. therapy session. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But I'll let John know. It was good that they left that on the cutting room floor. It was a little, we don't need that. Like, we get it. She's sick. Let's. <laughs> She's got some problems. You quit beating us up. We I just it. like I like the fact that like you know she's trying to remember and they're just like constantly asking her, uh, "Do you remember? Think about it. Do you remember?" I'm yeah, like, "Hey, back off, man!" She's yeah. look. She's, she's trying her best. I have amnesia. That's that's the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> she have amnesia and PTSD. They're just like all questioning her and shit. I'm like, I don't think that's the way the session is supposed to work. It's not supposed no, to be and, like pressure into it. Yeah, that'd be like if on that show, uh, my 600 pound life. The guy's like, well, just don't don't be six hundred pounds. Be less pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Shit. Okay. Fuck it. It all makes sense now. So now we go to Uncle Willie from Demon Knight's bookstore. Oh yeah, love it. This dude is great. He's he's got the the big you know the big ladders like from Hannibal. Yep. And and in, in uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Candy Man. 
You had the big ladder that slid all around. The Candyman come. Well, we got that in here. Yeah, and this is uh, played by Dick Miller, by the way, which is a huge fucking all-star, dude. Definitely a yeah. grind bin all-star. <laughs> yeah, it's a blood bin uh, all-star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he, he's going to be a blood bin all-star. Trust me, because he's going to end up in other movies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess we're going to, this is where we're doing the research. Yes. This is where we're going to find out the rules of werewolves in this in this movie and we get very tongue-in-cheek here because it's so funny how i i think they wanted to kind of juxtapose or make fun of a little bit of the old movie and they they even show a clip of that um original wolfman movie but you know lon cheney yeah and they take it so serious in that movie when she's talking about when you're cut and this and that and i love it because dick miller's character is like yeah yeah you know they, yeah they're gonna get killed by silver bullets and this and he just like gives you the whole list of what to do with werewolves but like in a very like yeah. <laughs> comedic way i loved it yeah i guess you could burn them up or uh you could shoot them with silver from what i hear uh and <laughs> don't believe the whole crap about them only being able to change in a full moon because they're shapeshifters yeah they treat them more like um skinwalkers yeah. in uh yeah. the howling it was a cool touch yeah i like it it gives you more leeway to me yeah you know, because there's some pretty dope scenes that aren't at night that are still terrifying in this movie. So they, they yeah. find a way to make it work. But, yeah, Dick Miller is sort of their their go-to guy. And it's funny because he's even saying, like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like, But it's all in these books. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a good time. I, I love the addition of having him in there. And I love the fact that they find this bookstore that just has all these resources yeah. in one freaking bookstore. Yeah. And they can fight a whole colony now. You've got Chekhov's uh, gun, oh. but this is uh, the Chekhov's bullet. <laughs> yeah. This will be returning in Act 3. Totally. So uh, now we go back to the husband uh, that was that was hunting, and he does successfully. He shoots the rabbit. And they all seem super impressed, too. They're like, ooh, like, look hey, at that. Hey, first try. He's got that killer's instinct that we value. We might need to roll him into the gang. We'll give him the, I think for their gang, though, instead of having colors, they've got overalls. Oh, yeah. It's like different versions of plaid. Yeah. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Not good. Wranglers, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. So then uh, TC, who, uh, TC is the, the, uh, the colony member that looks the most like he's definitely some kind of creature. Like he runs like an animal and everything like this. And apparently I guess he's Marsha's brother. Cause they have the same last name. Yeah. And he yeah. tells Bill to take the rabbit over to Marsha. So he's trying to, he's, he's kind of, uh, he's like the, um, the wingman, I guess <laughs> for Marsha. Pretty much. Kinda, yeah. I think, I think Joe Dante saw this actor and was like, Hey man, I'm only going to have to spend like half as much transforming him into a werewolf. <laughs> like he's, he's maybe not the best actor, but like, I mean, the savings. He it's, looks he looks perpetually sticky the entire he does. movie. Oh god, he does. He yeah. looks like slightly damp and 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 warm. Yes, love it. Yeah. It's a good look. He's perfectly casted. So, now they're like, well, you've got to like cook the rabbit. You can't just waste it cuz, you know, that's that's rude to kill something and waste it. That's right. That's what he tells them. Yeah. So he's like, you should go into the into the cabin over there with my sister. She could she can butcher it and show you how to cook the fuck out of it. 
And Bill's like, uh, okay, you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, go. I, I guess. So he heads over there, and, and, and she's still dressed like Sindel. Like, I don't think yeah. she ever changes. She has, like, that one costume. That's it. Yeah, she got that costume and completely naked. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because she's trying to get to that. She's like, hey, dude, um, I don't, I'm not, I'll cook this thing for you later. Let me, like, put my tongue in your mouth. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone this thirsty since the last time I saw Species. She is so thirsty. thirsty. Since the last time you saw Species. Yeah, you know, like... Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... It... I haven't seen somebody uh, this thirsty since the last time I was watching uh, the coach drink the water in the movie The Faculty, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Remember, The Faculty was where they were bugs inside of people that were dehydrating them. That's right. Yeah. Classic. It was very thirsty. <laughs> yeah so she just goes up to him and just lays one on him Dude, you look at bill you get it you know? oh yeah you know he's so stoic and doesn't say anything it's very sexy it works for the the actor <laughs> it's a good move it's a good character choice i love it because she goes up to him she just walks up to him and she just tries to lay one on him and he's like, and he doesn't say anything. He just kind of pushes her away and walks out. Nope. No, thank you. Just, uh, no. no. Like, he's, like he's waving away a fart. Yeah. I'm sure he had lines on one take, and they're like, you know what, Bill, just don't say anything. Just just walk out of the room. We cut around him saying the line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the F out of here. This is inappropriate. Oh, yeah. And he's going through the woods. Uh-oh, now all of a sudden he's being pursued again, but not by the woman who wants to fuck him, no. but by a wolf. Yeah, you're hearing the, you hear the werewolf noises and the howls, and you're like, uh-oh, something's going to happen. You better head out. But uh, that doesn't seem to, to work out for good old Bill. No, he gets a, he gets a bite, and uh, then they're back at the house. And then they're like, yeah, we, we should go home. This is bad because you got a bite. Yeah, and you're not you're not supposed to have a bite, so we should go home. But then the doctor is like, "Nah, it's probably too dangerous for you to go. Home. You should stay here, like away from hospitals and the police. <laughs> Somebody, you know, like a lawyer that would that, that would tell you to sue the establishment that got you bit by a wolf." Yeah, I got so confused. Like, aren't they still with this? therapy place aren't, aren't we still in the weird commune like yeah like i got really confused here too because this whole time i kept thinking that the doc was like a therapist philosopher type dude yeah. but then he has a bunch of medical shit too so i'm like i guess yeah. he's a little bit of everything <laughs> he's like a swiss army doc it's <laughs> it's nice he's exactly what you want for an establishment like this yeah and he's got a british accent so you assume he's pretty smart uh, he probably knows what's best he says color uh, totally, with yep. a different extra letter so that's smart oh god so now terry and karen are hanging out we're having like a barbecue terry's like ah shit i, I forgot bill you're a vegetarian yeah. Remember we talked about that earlier. And uh now he's like, No, I'm eating meat. And he's <laughs> he's just got a rib bone. He's got like a whole damn turkey leg or something. Like he's just chomping yeah. at that shit. No, I, I got meat, I'm eating it. And it's good. I like it a lot. It's like what the <laughs> fuck? Okay. I guess So you really see that. <laughs> the transition now. You see how his character is changing slightly. He even seems more energetic yeah. for once. Because well, like throughout the whole movie he's kinda like Especially in this next scene, he's very energetic. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they're back in bed, and he wants to fuck again. <laughs> Bill's, he's uh, done. 
He's like, I can't because of the shots. Yeah, that, and that, I kind of think they did that like to kind of mirror what happened earlier in the movie where he was trying yeah. to get some action, and he's like, oh, it's the shots, and I'm all drugged up. And then they're, they're all like, oh, you know what? We're, we're out of sync. We're like a half a burger and half a brain, <laughs> like uh, getting a half and half out in the alleyway. <laughs> we're out of sync. We're like Nutella and ketchup. We're just not working together, you know? Peanut butter and tuna fish. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Back in a dream, and uh, Karen's having a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I like this nightmare, though. It's creepy as fuck. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it uh, kind of replays some shit, but... Uh... Yeah, and then you see a little bit of Bill, and he's looking really maniacal. So, like, yeah. I guess her dreams are also semi... What is the word? Like Prophetic? Yeah, because all of a sudden she's like... It's like, does she get powers? Like, why is her, her dreams are letting her know that Bill's going to be doing something bad soon? But what would give her the like? Yeah, maybe she's a secret Tina from like Jason versus Tina. She's like a secret Tina. That's what I was thinking. Like something must have happened where like she's unlocked some powers or something. Like I don't have any dreams that tell me the future. At least I don't think I do. Well, like I just thought that was so weird. You might have dreams that tell you the future. You just haven't found out yet. That's true. I got to get there. And then by the time they happen, I would have already forgotten that dream. So who cares? And so oh, all of a sudden we're in the middle of the night. Uh, Bill's going to go out for a little walk. He he meets the creepy broad. Yes, Sindel. She comes crawling through the woods. Yeah, she's going to finish him. <laughs> but she does, she does an animality, it turns out. Yeah, yeah. This is like a multi-finish him <laughs> animal, animality. Uh, double animality. And it's funny because he's in his robe. So, like, it's so easy. Like, it's so weird. Like, they don't say shit to each other they literally just end up in the woods it's like they can kind of read each other's thoughts because now they're animals and shit and they just take each other's clothes off the fire she already had a fire lit so she knew this motherfucker was coming oh yeah Uh, she's sculpted her pubes for the moment too totally man very nice if uh, this could almost qualify as a mustache for your podcast Actually, hey, I respect the muff, man. Yeah, it's a straight line. Very nice. It's a little. It'd be funny if she had like a little smooth jazz playing by the fire. <laughs> it would be good. Hey, where's the sax dude from uh, uh, Lost Boys? He could totally be in this scene uh, until they all turn into like a weird animated thing or claymation, and then we're just watching two claymation wolves just like fuck. Yeah, yeah, they start slowly turning as they're making their wolf love, and it, it gets really intense, too, especially Bill. Bill looks terrifying as hell. Yeah, he does. You know, they put the dope-ass fang. I love the fangs that they use, and it just looks so cool, but at the same time, it's kind of like, ew. <laughs> I could imagine my bones breaking, literally breaking, as I'm trying to get get my loving on. It's just a it seemed, interesting. It seemed violent. It's very violent, very uncomfortable. Animalistic. Yes. I think they do such yeah. a good job. I thought they did such a good job with this part because it really does make you incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It did that. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah, this is one of the moments where, like you said, you see that little bit of claymation when the, they cut to the next scene. You see them kind of raising – like basically they're fully formed and they raise up in hell and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's nice. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, little, nice little uh, transition effects they have. Yeah, I dug it. So then Terry's, uh, or no, sorry, Karen's walking around with the, the drawings that she had from Eddie's apartment. She took them. That's right. And uh, she's just like, hey, I think what I'll do is I'll walk around looking at the drawings while I go on a hike. 
And then she's like, well, wait, wait a, wait a tick. This uh, late Vista that I'm looking at, it, it looks uh, exactly like this drawing. Oh, my God. Well, was that the drawing? I... I thought that she would like photocopy one of the books they got, but maybe it was a drawing that he drew because he was living there at the colony. So yeah, that totally makes yeah. sense. I, I was I think I think it was one of his drawings. I could be wrong. It makes more sense but... that way because I was like, wait a minute. So this colony is like crazy old. If they just saw it randomly in a book that also had a drawing of this lake, you know. So yeah, cool. Thanks for clearing yeah. that up. For me. Maybe I, I could be completely <laughs> fucking wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. I don't know anything about movies. Or... Yeah, neither do I. We just talk about it. It's not why I'm hosting this. I'm trying to learn. That's what I say, so that yeah. way people don't have expectations and stuff. I'm trying to learn from people. Yeah. So she wanders around through the woods and uh, finds the the creepy lady's cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes through the to the back door and and there's a bunch of nudie mags that are uh, stapled up, uh, <laughs> weird pictures like drawings. And then they uh, the, another door starts rumbling. Oh yeah. Oh, and then we see the sticker of the the signature little uh, smiley yeah. face there. Good catch, the smiley face. She. Uh, uh, it's chased by a wolf man who busts out of the door and uh, she grabs an axe. Super smart too. Like that was like yeah. genius to like grab that that I mean when you're freaking out and like this creature that you've literally just thought was a fake thing and happens to be a real thing is chasing mm-hmm. you and you think about getting an axe that's stuck in like a big old, you know, piece of tree there and like a the stump. Yeah, she is surprisingly chill through a lot of this movie. <laughs> like I guess I'm going to just fucking do this thing. And she cuts his goddamn hand off and it falls on the ground. Oh, I love that too. The the effect of it bubbling up. Oh my God. It like writhes around on its own and then it bubbles. It's pulsing. Oh, so good. So good. And then it turns into a human's hand after a little while. And this, this now she's not as relaxed as she was a second ago. Uh, she She freaks out. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here because that thing's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I'd probably need to go to a doctor. So she goes over to the doctor's place. Yeah, which, you know, you would have thought that would have been a really good decision to make. But unfortunately, bad decision. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they start getting low on budget. So they're like, we're going to have to film a lot more of this right we're here. We're in the doctor's Sorry. office a lot in this third act. We really are. She calls Chris to let him know, hey. Instead of calling the cops, yeah. she calls Chris to let him know, like, oh, my God, I discovered, like, this is actually legit. There's freaking werewolves here, man. There's a fucking werewolf out here, man. <laughs> hey, Chris, remember when we were looking at them books? Fuck. It's legitimate, man. Help. So he's like, uh, don't worry. Go get the files. <laughs> She's like, what? Yeah. The files? <laughs> yeah, he's like, play detective for a second for me really quick. Yeah. Get the get the files for the, the bad guys that you're looking for, <laughs> uh, Mr. Quist. Well, this was crazy. So she's looking through the files for the for for Eddie, yeah. and she's she's looking for the last name. These things are these werewolves are. I guess the movie makes them look like they're about seven seven and a half feet tall. Oh yeah, they're gigundo. This motherfucker pops out behind the damn cabinet and sneaks attack. She grabs the file like, oh, I found it, and yeah. the werewolf just grabbed. And it it was honestly a dope ass part. The first time I saw this movie, but the more I think about it, I'm like, how the fuck did she not see this giant animal here? Where was it hiding? There, there weren't that many places for it to <laughs> exactly. hide. Exactly. 
but it's still really fun. He backhands her ass, and then um, she scrambles around in the lab. She gets to the back, and then she uses a bright light. Oh, yeah. To shine it like a gremlin. <laughs> who would have thunk it? Yeah, who would have thunk it? <laughs> I guess, I mean, there's a lot of scenes where people are like, get shined with a bright light, and then they freak out. Yeah, yeah, it seems to work for some reason. It's like, ah, yeah. my eyeballs. Maybe it's because they see, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't have night vision because I know if like you see a night vision, something bright really. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, it seems to work for her. I was really rooting for Terry. Like, I actually kind of liked her character. She had so much more personality than Karen. Yeah. And and, and it's not Karen's fault. She's supposed to be messed up and trying to recover yeah. from this situation. But I liked Terry a lot. And I thought she did a good job of trying to survive. But unfortunately, good old Eddie in werewolf form. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, I'm, I, th- I believe so, yeah. And he chokeholds her. And, hold, yeah. and, and they do a good job of making it look, making you realize how big they are. Because she is like three feet off the ground yeah dude it it's they lift her ass right up and then he like bites into her neck will bite out of this and she's done donezo she is gonzo is this where bell backhands karen yeah so uh <laughs> so, <laughs> this was my favorite scene by the way in the movie <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it's really obvious something's going awry because I'm sure Bill smells like a dumpster fire at this point. Yeah. He just, like, had sex with a wolf, and then he was a wolf, and then I don't know the whole logistics of that. I can't imagine it's good. And then now his clothes are back on, and they're cool, but she's all like, hey, dude, what the what the gosh darn have you been up to? I think you're uh, messing around on me. And it's so funny, he gaslights the hell out of her. He's like, you're paranoid. You got... yeah. I'm not going to be given like, to your fantasies. Look, you're crazy. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, anything I'm doing here, you're just seeing it because we're here because of you. Yeah, I could leave. You can't. <laughs> At this point, they, they told you because of the, the, the bite, I couldn't leave. But I think now you can't. So apparently becoming a werewolf makes you like kind of uh, into domestic violence because he just backhands her so hard and it, and he feels bad immediately but she is like not having it she's like nope 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 you messed up bro i'm getting the hell like, out of no, here fuck that i'm gonna go uh call uh chris to pick me and terry up yep that's when she heads out so she's like well you know where you go to when you need to uh <laughs> use the phone to call chris is you, you go to the doctor's office again <laughs> yeah he must have the the only phone line in the entire colony i guess i I guess that was established. I don't know. I Maybe know. A missing scene. It's insane. So she goes in there and then uh, she sees her friend Terry. They got like eight <laughs> and she's on the table. And Karen is, she's like, okay, well, I think I should just use the phone. Like she doesn't scream. She's not like, what the fuck? Yeah, I would have <laughs> like hyperventilated. I'm like, hey, that's my friend. And she's freaking like, her throat is ripped out. But she's like, oh, that's not great like, huh. okay well we better first take care of the situation and then we'll respond so she tries <laughs> calling on the phone but the phone's disconnected and she starts yeah. backing up because she's kind of freaking out now yeah. this eddie guy i don't know if this this is the way all eddies are but they're sneaky sneak they're a sneaky kind of guy we okay we do have a plus two to stealth <laughs> It's it is a uh, inherited trait. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, sometimes we sneak up on people and we don't even realize it. It's it's bad, but it's who we are. <laughs> yeah, because this guy, 
is able to remove Terry's body from that table where the blanket was on her. Yeah. Get under that blanket. It's a good joke. Just so he can <laughs> jump up and freak her out when she gets near I'm it. Terry. <laughs> He's like, mind freak. And he just yeah. freaks her out, man. I'm like, oh. oh, he definitely does a mind freak. He's going to give her a piece of his mind. <laughs> totally, man. It's so Which intense. Is, and he, I, I guess the actor improvised that line. Oh, yeah. Which is so good. And then he reaches into his head and he pulls out a bullet from when the cop shot him. Yeah. Really good special effect there of him ripping out the... Like, yeah. just sticking his fingers in there. Oof. Oh, it looked so good. Totally. And just writhing around, he pulls the thing out, and then his skin starts bubbling. Oh, yeah. They are in love with the uh, this this scene. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, like I said, 90s kid. This reminds me of, like, when uh, the Power Rangers would decide to become, like, a, a, a Megazord. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a four-minute process. <laughs> And it's like, why doesn't the bad guy just mess him up then when they're trying to turn into this Megazord? Because it's a process. She's watching him. She's like, huh. All right, so now we're doing the hands. It's like when you're watching popcorn get popped in your microwave. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're watching, like, two dogs are starting to hump. And you're like, I'm I'm just going to get this hose and I'm going to spray you. You have to take your time to go get the hose to get them. Classic Eddie hobby right there. But, but look, man, if they would quit, quit fucking on my lawn. Like, I'm trying to control the pet population. Bob Barker taught me about that. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, he's taking his time getting changed. For once, it's the guy doing that. And uh, she reaches behind herself, and she gets a bottle of chemicals. Yeah. Tosses it on him, and I think it's acid. Yes, it is, because apparently the doctor is also into biology. <laughs> chemistry <laughs> i don't know what the fuck he's doing yeah organic chemistry he's just in there like synthesizing different shit oh my god and telling you to to man up and be more of an animal i know he's weird he's a motivational speaker slash microbiologist my uh biochemist yeah, he's a swiss army doc now uh, chris <laughs> speaking of having problems with chemicals now it's chris and he pulls up to the gas station because he's out of gas yes <laughs> Which I love this scene because it's like you never see this in a movie. You never see like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here because of the killer. And the guy's like, I really have to piss so bad. You know, he's like, well, you have to piss your pants. I'm like, I'm not going to piss my pants. I'll take my dick out of my pants and piss in the car. Like, <laughs> You never see the dude that's just like, shit, I'm out of gas. And he pulls up behind a dude and he's like. Hey, man, I'm, like, out of gas. Can you move? He's like, hey, man, like, not all of us can afford Mazdas. Yeah. Because <laughs> this car, his car is so dope. I know I said it earlier. I love this car. I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but he had overheard, obviously, overheard Terry getting killed. So that's when oh, he, yeah, like. because Terry called him. Yeah, and he, like, shot over to the antique shop to grab the silver bullets. Yes. And the owner told him something like, because he just left cash. Yeah. Um, and the owner was like, hey, I got to take these to the jewelry. They're full silver. And he's like, ah, just, just, <laughs> I think he said, like, put just it on bill my me. Bill. Yeah, just put it on my bill, man. <laughs> I got to take these to the jeweler? What are you talking about? I have no idea, but, oh. Like, if somebody's stealing shit from you, you're not like, <laughs> I was about to get that appraised. What are you doing? Yeah, he probably should have done that prior, dude. Like, what? He's stealing your shit, oh, dude. Oh, man. But, yeah, he gets into, like, active, like, Chris is like, I'm going to mess some shit up. 
Yeah. You know, Chris is, uh, he's, he's going, uh, walking tall now. Totally. But first gas, yeah. let's make sure my tires are filled up. So get the gas. <laughs> we're good. And, uh, now we're going to go ahead and try to catch up to you. But the, the cops get there first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, Karen gets away, but the, the, the cops and I think maybe some of the other colonists are, are with them, and they, they stop her before she can take off. Yeah. Damn it. So close. So the cops show up, and then they're like, hey, we're going to um, – you need to come this way. We're going to take you out to that barn. Yeah, this is what we're introduced to the barn. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> it's full of a bunch of like people, and then there's like bones everywhere. And there's like a uh, her dead friend Terry's still there, and she got eight more. Yeah, they had their time with her. Yeah, and then uh, there's a head just on a pike, and I want to know that guy's story. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck happened to him? Yeah, that's definitely the prequel. Yeah, I guess. So now Chris is all gassed up, and he's on his way. The, then the doctor at the barn walks in, and she's like, "Oh, thank God, you're here." Yeah, yeah, that's her confidant. You know, that's the guy that's been helping her this whole damn time. So. She goes and hugs him, and he kind of peels her off of him, and is yeah, like, he's, "No, kind of pushes her back. He's like, no, <laughs> no, that's we're not doing this right now. This is, that's in this setting that is inappropriate." Yes, he's like, "Get off of me, stinky human." Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm here on business, ma'am. <laughs> Karen's like, "Hey, uh, what, what's going on with Bill? Remember him?" Oh yeah, and uh, he's not. Where is he? They're like, "Oh, he's he's here. He's he's one of us now." And by the way, well, we could make you one of us, too. Yeah, he was even saying, like, it's not too late, but she is, like, not interested in it. Yeah. And we also get a little bit into werewolf politics in this scene, which I kind of yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, because the doctor is like, you know, we should probably not eat people and stuff. And then they're like, hey, come on. Yeah, like, the doc is all about, hey, we need to find a way to blend in. We don't want to get exposed. Like, he's, it was his whole idea to have all these cows. That's why we saw that cow get killed, like, to basically so they could just kill the cows and not kill humans and still be able to feed into their animal instincts but it's not yeah. enough for some of these more wilder werewolves that they have like, um, like Marsha. I deny what we are, you know? Yeah. Like, ah, you're using my own thing against me now. He's God like, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then they're, uh, they're like, well, we can make you one too. Yeah. And then she's like, no. Nah. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to just leave then, I guess. Yeah. And then we see, um, I think right at, right in between that, we see Chris come in with his Mazda. Yeah, and uh, he's getting getting ready to head to the to the colony, and he ends up in the doc's office. Yeah. At the same time, they start getting mad at the doc because he is he's getting a little more frustrated because they want to the they want to kill Karen, and the doc is like, "Hey, if you kill Karen, she's like a public figure. Like they're gonna come looking yeah. for her. They know that where she was going." Yeah. And they start getting mad about it. Yeah, they're like, oh, "We can make it look like an accident. Like accident. We can't." <laughs> And then she sees uh, uh, the the dude without the hand. That's right, and he's all pissed off. J um, T C or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's all pissed off. He's like, "Look what your friend did to me!" Ugh. I'm mad. <laughs> this is when you hear the old man say something because they yeah. they hit the doc. They like scratch him in the face and they fuck yeah. him up. And he's on the floor like, Ugh. and uh, the old man's like, uh, "You can't tame what's meant to be wild, doctor. It ain't natural." Oh, oh, oh you <laughs> nailed it. You did the voice. You did it. Thank you. I tried. Oh, God. So then Chris is back. He's in the office, and he's looking at the um, files. <laughs> Chris and his files. And then he sees a shadow, and he whips around, and it's uh, Eddie. But Eddie doesn't look so good anymore. He's all melted and stuff. 
love how they made him look. Oh, yeah, he looks so good. He's so decrepit. And he took Chris's gun, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you a freebie, man. Here you go. Here's, here's <laughs> your gun. Shoot me. He's so cocky. Chris shoots his ass, and uh, he's dead now. Do you think if Eddie had been able to turn into a werewolf, he would have looked like he had mange because of the acid? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He would have looked all fucked up. Or maybe he would look like one of them weird uh, dogs that are missing most of their hair. Yeah. We never get yeah. to see that because he gets he, he gets killed pretty hard. Yeah, just shot, done, dead. Boom. Silver bullets. Magic magic wand. Now, Chris, Han- he uh, heads out to the barn now. Then handless dude's out front, and he's like, we're going to, you know, we don't like you much. He's like, well, I, I'm going to, I want the girl, and we're going to go. The handless guy, like, rushes him and starts transforming. And he gets shot and he's dead. Oh, mid mid transform too. That's gotta suck. Yeah. Oh, God. And, they're, they're, and I think they're running out out of budget too here. They're like, we gotta. They'll only do half a transform. <laughs> so. Oh, and I love it because he gets shot, yeah. and and people are like, okay, he's just got a rifle. Who cares if he shoots him? But yeah. then they realize they all like all the colony just kind of looks down at TC, yeah. and then they look back up. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> shit got right. real. Uh, TC's not getting up, man. This is bad. <laughs> I laughed out loud. He, he shoots another redneck, and then he uh, the doctor runs at him. He's like, you better stop, doctor. And the doctor's like, no, I'm not going to stop. And he shoots the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, thank you, and now I'm dead. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I think the doc was like saw an opportunity there because he was losing the colony. Like He was like, okay, so I'm not going to be able to get my philosophy you know to be accepted here i'm just gonna go ahead and call it a you know call it a day i've have he's probably been alive for who knows how long so he's just tired of it yeah so he's dead and uh then the rest of them all start like they start changing karen gets out and she's like hey shut the barn door and then so they do that and they take uh, uh one hand's gun that was coming after him they take his gun and they wedge that in there and they, they lock them all in the barn He's like, all right, let's 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 light them on fire. It's genius. I mean, I, it was a good start because at least to kind of you know you were gonna definitely get rid of some of them that way because they're not all gonna be able to rush out of there all at the same time. And yeah. this is when it starts feeling like a weird horror movie Muppet show because there's so many different like face <laughs> like faces of werewolves. You get like a, a werewolf <laughs> rave going on in there, and they're all like banging on it. They're trying to get out of there, and 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 uh, they also used a good fire trail. You know, they do the thing where they light the fire and it runs down in, in a line. Love that. Lights the, I love that effect. Classic. So they uh, they run after the car and then this the wolf jumps up on top of the car and they shoot him. And then they're like, all right, we're going to we're going to leave now. <laughs> they're driving. You're really you're really adding the excitement to this climax. Well, this is what they're doing. They're leaving. And, and so they're driving again. And then they see Sam, the cop. Oh, good old I, Sam. Sam's going to yeah. help us. He's like, hey, Sam, are you going to help us? And then he's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he starts shooting at him. You're like, well, fuck. And he fucks up the Mazda, which he does, hurts man. me. Ugh. Wrecks that Mazda. Yeah, and so Chris comes out and just um, they say a little firefight. And he ends up taking out taking out the, the sheriff. That dude dies. And they jump. They He gets carried out of the car. Let's get the hell out. Of course, the Mazda explodes. <laughs> Dude, that car fucking explodes. It's done. <laughs> so they're like, well, I guess we're going to steal the cop car because, you know, we got to get out of here. And, uh, uh-oh, there's a bunch more wolves now. Yeah, and now the, all the werewolves are coming. Oh, and of course the cop car does not want to get turned. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea for a police car. Totally. <laughs> you want that one to be the one that runs. <laughs> the budget's low in that for that precinct. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe they defunded the police. (laughs) So now uh, there's a... They shoot the one, the the wolf, the car starts, and they start driving off. But I guess they they must have, like, arrested a werewolf because he was in the back seat. Yeah, well, what happens is they're in the cop car and everyone's coming through. But one werewolf happens to uh, charge through the, the back uh, uh, the back okay. window. Okay. And he actually – that that's the werewolf that gets her on the shoulder. And then mm. she, she cocks the shotgun behind her and, boom, blows him away. And when they take off, she looks back and he has this. She says, "Oh my God, it's Bill! It was Bill, oh, right? Because of the tattoo, yeah, USMC tattoo. It was yep. Bill. That was Bill. So ah, he purposefully shit. tried to, to try to get her. I guess he wanted to stay with her, but but he already had the other weird broad. So yeah, that's true. I don't know. Now we're going back to the city, and uh, Karen's like, "I'm going to do the news because remember at the beginning of this, she did the news." <laughs> So, so they're like, okay, well, now it's a real will she, won't she? And uh, they're like, oh, I think she's going to choke again like she did last time she did the news. Yeah, the news director is like, hey, if she starts freaking out again, let's go straight to commercial. <laughs> but then they also say it's take one, which it's like, is it take? Are you doing takes where you can reshoot it or is it live where you have to cut the commercial? Yeah, I think, I mean, I know for most news, there's like a delay, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely, if you start messing up, man, it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. So she's talking, you know, there's a secret society. And I immediately just start thinking like, she's going to start getting anti-Semitic here. It's going to be the, (laughs) like the David Icke where they're all lizard people. But no, she's, she drops the dime on the werewolves. Yeah, she even says, you know, I know what you're thinking. You don't believe it, but neither did I. No. You know, everyone's like, you know, it was obvious she wasn't reading from the prompter anymore. So, like, you know, Chris, I think Chris was like, yeah, we changed it up a little bit. All of a sudden, man, she just starts to, like, she looks down and looks up, and you see her eyes glowing, and she's Doing shaking. Michael Jackson thriller eyes. Hell yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, thriller, thriller just pops up, and... <laughs> She starts dancing on the table. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she starts shaking up and, and screaming, and it's really intense. And um, Yeah, she's acting the hell out of this scene. She is. Like, we finally got to hear her, like, freaking lay it out there. Maybe she was, Maybe this was – they shot this in, in, in order, and she was like, okay, I'm almost done with this freaking movie. I'm yeah, just... <laughs> they did. This was actually the last scene that they shot. <laughs> so, yeah, she's uh, she starts shaking and going crazy. And crying, and, and uh, she's turning into a werewolf. Oh, no. It turns out. But then she looks like an Ewok, kind of. Yeah, she kind of looks like an Ewok or like a little baby Chewbacca. Yeah, and it's because this, they, he said that, that he couldn't film this scene because he was like out of money. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, this was actually filmed in his office. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. But then uh, she turns into Ewok, and then the whole world knows that they're now werewolves. I think my favorite part is the and Chris shoots her. So she's dead. I know. I just love how everyone's like, oh, shit, this is epic. And then Chris is like, die, mother. <laughs> he just yeah. blows her away. She made me do this. Bam. <laughs> and then a guy at the bar, he turns the channel. And he's like, ah, the shit they do with special effects. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's not, none of that is real. Like the moon landing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of dudes talking in the bar and then. Here, a guy is like, I'm going to get a burger and then a steak for the lady. We go to the end of the bar, 
And who is it? Sindel. It's Sindel. <laughs> she didn't die. She made it out. And she's not even burned up, so that's good on her. Yeah, and he asks her, how do you want that done? And she orders the steak rare, and then we have credits. And I actually like the way it ends. I was kind of hoping yeah. that it would go down the bar and then we would see Christopher Lee in his 80 sunglasses from The Howling 2. And it's like it opens up, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just literally starts with the uh, with that picks up. That'd be great. That would have been dope as hell. But, you no, know, uh, it, it still ends okay. And I, I like the fact that they show the burger on the grill because, yeah, it, yeah. you know, there's a lot of connotations there of the whole thing of man and beast and the fact that we still – you know, yeah. you know, there's a lot of messages in there. It's just kind of funny, and it's still very tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's it, it throws some metaphors into it, and maybe it's got a vegetarian agenda. I don't know. Slightly, uh. yes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, there's something. There's some nods to it, which is cool. Yeah, but yeah, I just uh, I gotta say, I don't. You know, having watched this recently, I also didn't watch it for for a long time, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered. It's a super solid horror movie. Like, it's decent mustache action going through it. <laughs> totally. Um, no, the special effects are great. The practical stuff is all is all amazing. I hate how they malign uh, Eddie's in the movie. That's bad. But overall, I'd have to say I recommend it. Totally. I'd ask you if you recommend it, but you suggested it. So you literally recommend it. <laughs> yeah, like I totally recommend this. I think if you have never seen this or if it's been a long time since you've seen it, definitely give it another watch and watch it in the eye of the fact that this is supposed to be something like what we mentioned earlier in the show is the fact that it, it is part comedy, part horror movie. But the fact that to me, the special effects really take it up a notch because they aren't playing around with that. No, some of those special effects are incredible. Yeah, And, and there's a bunch of like, they throw things like people are, are eating cans of wolf chili. And there's a, a bunch of little like subtle, like ribs, like, all right, we're not, we're not taking this. that seriously. Yeah. They show like the wolf cartoon on one oh, scene all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, it's, it's, they have fun with it. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> if you had to pair this movie with another movie, a contemporary, something uh, uh, maybe that just evokes the same kind of vibe, what would you, what would you suggest? I, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, since I'm, you know, ambushing you here, <laughs> no idea what your answer is. Uh, I would say with this, if you want that kind of a same horror comedy vibe go with uh Shaun of the dead nice yeah yeah it's i mean it's kind of the the uh the high water mark for this genre i mean you could say you know cabin in the woods too maybe but yeah you get the kind of same vibes it's kind of an indie thing there's not a ton of budget thrown around it's not not real star power really just a bunch of friends kind of working on something and and uh yeah i think uh I think that'd go nice. I like what that pick. You? I would uh, go with Dog Soldiers from 2002, Ooh. Um, directed by Neil Marshall. I think it's his directorial uh, debut, but um, such a fun movie. It's also funny, yep. but it's a little bit more hardcore. There's more action. The werewolves. It's like what I think the Howling wanted to do with their werewolves, but they just couldn't do it at the time, which was be able to make yeah. big animals that can run fast. And they were able to pull that off in Dog Soldiers. It is so much fun. I still go back to that movie. Absolutely love it. So definitely check out Dog Soldiers. I think it's a great kind of like if you're just in the werewolf mix, you know, definitely check that one out. Yeah, and we were out of the werewolf mix for a long time. Like there was that big run in the 80s. Then you had maybe like the Ginger Snaps movies. Yeah. And yeah, Dog Soldiers. Good. Good suggestion. Thank you. All right. So. 
think that about does it for tonight. Uh, Daniel, thank you for joining me in discussing this movie. Hell yeah. And if anybody wants to hear you discussing other movies or anything else, where can they find you? Totally, yeah. So um, I'm sorry. I say totally all the time. I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, so <laughs> I have, uh, it's all good. You can find me on the Mustachioed Podcastio uh, where I just feature movies. Um, it's a it's a good little bit, you know, because uh, I like to feature all kinds of different movies. And you know what? There's a lot of great movies with dudes with mustaches in them. So we're going to talk about them, and that's what my show's all about. And you can find me on Instagram at Mustachioed Podcastio and on Twitter at M, as in mu- mustache, Podcastio. So at M Podcastio on Twitter. And I like to let everyone know what episodes come or what movie I'm covering next so you can find me there and and join the show totally yeah yeah everybody go take a take a look at that i I would promote this but you're already listening to it so i don't need to (laughs) i would say just tell a friend if you like people talking about horror and and uh i don't know there's not a lot of it out there that i personally like so yeah tell a friend if you like this one i was gonna say that the one thing i will mention the horror community is amazing like mm-hmm. and i think you'll probably already learning this and um as this show goes on i've been into horror movies since i was a kid and i've never been like super crazy like hardcore but i've always been a part of that community and i just absolutely love the people that love horror movies they're just always cool cats so yeah yeah no i've i've made a lot of friends over that 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 same mutual love for horror and i'm glad to see that it's getting the respect that it deserves as a genre uh nowadays Definitely. Finally. Finally. All right. Well, again, thank you, Daniel, for joining us. And uh, be sure to tune in next week when we cover some other thing, movie or game or whatever, uh, that somebody wants to talk about the horror. So thank you. Hell yeah. Oh! Who's that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. Bad one.